Welcome to the Twisted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, broadcasting from our studios in East Tennessee and Central Florida, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. This is episode 10. We have made it to double digits. Sorry, are you proud of us, Jack? I am very proud of us. We're stuck with it. Have we made it? What is this a month or two and a half months? We're quite a ways in. Uh, I don't think we're going to give up anytime soon. We're going to keep going. No, I want to at least make it. I want to say we made it through like an entire season, but yeah. preferably I want to like make this last for a long time if that's oh, feasible. Yeah. But definitely for now, okay. I'm happy we have reached episode ten. So yes. let's jump right in. The world is returning to normal, if there was ever such thing as it is. Mm-hmm. We have a crap ton of parks reopening, and I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's start off in Iowa with Adventureland. It is now I open. Start there. <laughs> I'm kidding. Why not? Hey, it was the first. It's kind of in alphabetical order. Kind you know, yeah. oh, I see what you did. Okay, well, I mean, in that case, I just have to move this one up, because I'm sorry, my OCD can't take that. <laughs> But Wait, I want to try to see what you're doing. I'm moving that there, and we'll leave those two okay. together just because. Okay. Um, so, yes, Adventureland open. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Adventureland later because a couple episodes ago, I think it was one with Marcus, we talked about their Hopkins looping coaster was being removed. <laughs> and now we are getting... A lot of rumors that is almost confirmed at this point, based on what's actually on site. I've almost confirmed or flat out confirmed the perk, just denying it. That might be a better way of putting yeah. it. Um, but anyways. So yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then coming down to my home state, both Bush Gardens, Tampa, and SeaWorld Orlando are opening on the 11th. I already have my reservations. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I, I, you are so tell tell us a little bit about this, and we'll tell you all about what's going to happen next week in a bit. Yeah, both are opening on the 11th. I'm going to Bush on the 11th and SeaWorld on the 12th. Iron Gwazi is not going to be open. Um, they haven't said anything about Icebreaker, but considering that they haven't tested at all, there's like no way it's going to open. But yeah, requiring reservation system. Um, limited capacity, masks, all that, you know, the, the usual thing that we're getting, um, mm-hmm. but I'm very excited to go back to my home parks and with limited capacity, hopefully short lines, I'm ready to, to ride Mako and Kumba and Montu and Manta and all those all again. And stare at Iron Glossy. Yeah, Marcus, this one's for you. Frontier City is opening. I know yes. I did not do that justice. Y'all do it so much better than me, but Frontier City is open. Yeah, they're open. Yeah. The first Six Flags Park to open, and we will talk mm. about more Six Flags Parks in just a second. Frontier City. But the next I, one, woohoo, Dollywood! We were all wrong last week. We were totally all wrong. That, we, we were messaging about that. I was talking to Justin. I was like, well, that was a shot in the dark, and we were entirely wrong, but... <laughs> yes. 
I will be at Dollywood next week on June 15th, which we will be recording that night immediately after I get home. And then I will also be at the park on the 16th. The 15th is going to be more of a ride today. The 16th is going to be my photography day. And then I will probably be back there next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were off about when they were going to open, but I think it worked out best for you this way. Yeah, we were like, because we were all on that. Oh, maybe they'll follow Silver Dollar City's lead and give it like two weeks to see how it goes. And then, of course, literally, like what, the next day, it's like Dollywood's opening. Yeah. But you get to go back to ride Elrod and Eagle and Thunderhead and uh, Mystery Mine and Tornado and all those great rides. So, just going off random, real quick, tomorrow I'm off work tomorrow, and I think I am going to sneak up to the cabins and see if they're cycling anything. So, yeah, not a bad idea. You get some more pictures. Yeah. Next up, uh, buttload of Six Flags parks. Um, first one, Great Adventure, just a safari right now. But if you make a reservation, you can go through the safari, which is, I think, a smart idea, mm -hmm. actually. Like, never thought I'd say the words good job and New Jersey in one sentence, but oh. good job, New Jersey. Okay. Well, yep, Six Flags Safari is open. Uh, not much else to say about that, really. I, we haven't seen anything from Jersey Devil, which. At this point, it's probably nope. just going to get pushed back till next year, especially considering one ride Sadness. at a certain park, only one state north of me, isn't going to open till next year. And it's already been around since the, like, way, way back then. So, uh, I, when you texted me, I just got into work and I pulled my phone out to see who was texting me. I was like, oh, it's Chris. And it's this mind bender will open in 2021. And I was like, that ride, this is so, you are cursed, yeah, yeah. my friend. You are cursed. I'm probably just not even going to go this year now. But, um, because that would have been my main reason. I mean, Twisted Cycle. That's what I was thinking. That. I was like, oh, maybe we can meet it over Georgia. And then you sent me that about mine. And I was like, well, there goes that idea. We'll see. I might still go, but we'll find out when it gets closer Twice to the time. Um, but, yeah, well, so Great Adventure Safari is open. Both Texas parks, over Texas and Fiesta, Texas. Um, are going to be open on the 19th for pass holders. That's good to see Texas Parks opening. Uh, and the more Six Flags Parks that open, just the better. More corporate parks. And Cedar Fair is going to hopefully follow soon enough. Um, well, and kind of random, if you were on Twitter and you follow Chad Showalter, who's the PR director at Kings Island, they went back to the office today for the first time in forever. So that's a sign of good things to come, I think. Yeah. We're going to talk about Ohio in a little bit as well. Um, yep. and then the one that we were just talking about with Mindbender, Six Flags Over Georgia, will also open on the fifteenth for pass holders. And um, might as well just go ahead and talk about this now. But yeah, let's just Mindbender. Out of the way. Yeah, Mindbender is not going to be opening um until next year. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were retracking some parts of it, and I'm going to guess that just those shipments got delayed and all that. Might as well save it till next year because it's getting like that slight re-theme where they're just throwing in Riddler in front of the name. Yeah. Um, to advertise it as something new, which means they're not going to get anything next year, probably. Uh, except probably for not. a reopening of a Schwarzkopf that's been there yeah, forever. And if you want, you want to fill people in on your uh, troubled history with this coaster. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, Mindbender, I have the credit, but it's hard for me to rank Mindbender because I haven't ridden it since I was like, I'm going to say seven or eight years old. Uh, I went to over Georgia when I was younger and was able to ride it. And since then, I have not been able to ride it. My first time back at the park was in 2018. 
this was my first time being able to ride Goliath and all those big boy credits. And um, I sacrificed my chance at riding Mindbender to get the other credits, specifically Great American Scream Machine, because Mindbender had an hour-long line. So, you know, I thought it was worth it at the time, and I still think it was worth it. And then 2019 comes along, and I am going up to Dollywood to hang out with Jack and go to go to Dollywood. And we stop on the way there so I could ride Twisted Cyclone, because I haven't ridden Twisted Cyclone yet. I get a couple rides on that, go back to Mindbender. Oh, it's closed. So uh, every time I've gone to Over Georgia since I was like eight, it's been closed. So I, yeah, the, I really want to ride it again. The first time it was just kind of sad. The second time it's like, okay, maybe there's something here. Now we just know. Like, yeah. I'm sorry to say, but I'm pretty sure you are cursed. It, yeah, I, I can't make a, an actual decision on whether Shockwave or Mindbender is better since I haven't ridden it in forever. But hopefully uh, in well, the next couple years, because now I know it's not going to be this year, I'll get to ride it. So, Yep. Well, moving forward, the next two also kind of go hand in hand. We have a Universal Studios Florida is back open to guests. It seems to very good success, but I think the big thing is, and we're all excited about it, Velocicoaster. Yeah. Oh, my so, god! First, just talking about the park. Apparently, it hasn't been very busy, and the virtual ride system apparently has been pretty good. You know, uh, people have been getting multiple Hagrid's times throughout the day, which just sounds awesome, and I'm pretty tempted to just go there one day soon but probably not um but yeah all good things i've heard from universal and velocicoaster is just moving they're doing so much i mean the inversion over the waters in now that big helix is almost complete so i'm very excited for this ride and i expect it to be open like early next year at the rate they're going yeah, and I'll own up to it right now. I am one of the people that have been just kind of for fun comparing it to Maverick. It's going to be nothing like Maverick's role. Oh, no. But it's just kind of fun. I mean, you've got the sim, it's similar, but Intamin definitely knows what they're doing with this one because they actually heartlined mm -hmm. it, which was part of Maverick's. Yeah, I don't issue. think the role's going to be anything like Maverick's, but the ride itself, I think, is going to be semi similar to Maverick itself. Yeah, and I definitely. Um, I saw something on Instagram and Twitter. It's like, is Velocicoaster going to be open before Pantheon? I mean, maybe. And I'm honestly kind of on the, I think it will train because Pantheon, we have talked a bunch about will iron. We, I mean, we now know for sure it's not going to open with a park. I still think that will open this year. Mm -hmm. Pantheon, which has never run a full circuit under its own power. And as far as we are aware, only has two cars for its train. I'm inclined to think that that might get pushed back a year. I definitely think there's a good chance, um, especially since we don't even know Williamsburg's opening date yet. Like, mm -hmm. uh, let's assume it's in July. That's not, they don't have that long of a season at that point. Like, what would be the point of opening Pantheon, right? No, you can definitely push it back a year, get all the marketing hype. And mm -hmm. then... While Bush Gardens here, we stay open all year. So, yeah. And also, I just talking about Virginia Parks, shout out to King's Dominion for flat out trolling all of the enthusiasts today with that lovely meme. That was amazing. Did uh, you see it? Was that actually them or was that the meme page? That was actually them. Wait, are you sure? sure? Now I need to actually, check. I'm pretty sure that was actually King's Dominion that tweeted that. And, um, put, yep, King's Dominion official. 
tweeted today. Let's see, where is it? Yep, the park. Yep, this thing. Yep, it is official King's Dominion. Oh my gosh, they did. Wow, I thought that was a meme page. No, that was the actual park. Shout out to King's Dominion for just trolling all of us. That was amazing. Man, I I didn't think they actually did that. I thought that was a meme page, but okay. Good job, King's Dominion. So, um, moving forward, though, uh, King's... uh, King's, Keys to the Kingdom. uh, Kentucky Kingdom's uh, event is now on August 30th. Hmm. That seems to fit with what we all thought it was going to (laughs) be. What convenient timing that it just so happened to be after Hollywood Nights. I'm sure they didn't plan that at all. At all. So, yeah, no. uh, definitely looking forward to that event. I sadly will probably not get to attend for reasons that I will reveal at a later date. Stay tuned. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all we know about that event. It looks like it's going to be awesome. I mean, Kentucky Kingdom always puts on a great show for enthusiasts. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so back to talking about Adventureland, and we were saying that the rumors that are almost confirmed, uh, so their, their Hopkins, it was Dragon, I believe, Yeah, it got removed. It's, well, it's and, still in the process of being removed. Oh yeah, it's in the process point. of being removed, but um, shortly after, now there's supports on site, and then like one or two days later, there was track on site. And it looks like, drum roll, please, for this exciting ride, it is a free spin. Uh, I, I know that enthusiasts Yeah. It'll be a fine fit at the park. There's not really that much near it, I don't think, like that. But um, oh, I know. No, I, from an enthusiast point of view, we're all depressed about it. From the park's point of view and from the general public's uh-huh. point of view, that right. Oh, yeah, I mean, I personally don't mind free spins. I like them okay, but... I'm 50-50 on them. I don't know what... It's like, I don't not like them, but I do not like yeah, them. So. I, I think it'll be fine uh, for a park like that. I mean, obviously, I think most people wanted something a, a little better as far as enthusiasts go. But uh, it makes sense overall. So, I mean, Monster is still plenty enough reason to yeah. go visit people. So just get over it. It's mm-hmm. still a credit. Um, it's going to have so. a uh, Dragon Slayer theme from what we've been hearing, which isn't surprising based on the teasers that we've seen. And there's like a dragon statue on the site um, as a teaser. So I, I think it's going to be a good addition yeah. overall. But you know, other people are going to think yeah. differently. Yeah, I think for the part, considering everything that will work for them, I think that's a very good choice. It's a very good budget choice, which think about this. They're buying a cheaper coaster now, which means they've got money to buy a bigger coaster in the future mm-hmm. or improve the park in the future. Yeah. So, but moving on to our last um, little bit of news. I felt like it was the coaster enthusiast and theme park versus the state of Ohio. That was this last week. Yeah, there was uh, there's a lawsuit in in talks with uh, Kings Island starting it off, and then and Cedar Point signed on to a couple of resorts. Other, uh, yeah, yeah, all jumped on. Um, but hey, Ohio was like, okay, but, fine, you can open on the nineteenth. There you go. 
Yeah, they were like, um, how do we avoid this? How do we avoid this? How do we uh, not give the parks all this money? It's like, oh, well, we let them open. But now here's the thing, though. They have give, been given approval to open on the 19th. Do we think that is going to happen? No. 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 I believe, this is my opinion, and I, we haven't really talked about it a ton. I think they're going to target and open right around the 4th of July, which is a Saturday this year. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Anywhere um, just, early July, late June wouldn't surprise me, just because it takes a while for them to get ready. Yeah, and well, I mean, with that, you've got time. Like, for Kings Island, who we know is not going to delay O'Brien, they've been testing it still since the pandemic was started, and they've hyped that ride up so much. And also, playing Devil's Advocate, like, the last four editions have not bumped King's Island's attendance up the slightest, so why is it going to bump it up this year? Just saying. Well, <laughs> I wonder why you got a smaller giga. Got limited capacity anyway, I'm sure. So. so I don't see any reason why Orion will not open, but that gives you time to do first rider benefits, media days, which they both need to do so I can go ride Orion. But then also you can do, like, this huge big reopening, like, all-American, like, 4th of July reopen type thing. Just go all the way out for it. Yeah, and at Cedar Point, we'll probably do something similar. Um, do you think they're going to open at the same time, or do you think they'll go separate dates? I honestly think they'll open at the same time, because you have to think with, with reduced capacity, they're going to want to be able to have as many people in their parks as possible at a given time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're going to compete with each other having the same opening day, because even though they're in the same state, they service different areas, and... With reduced capacity, you're going to fill up quick no matter what. Yeah. So hopefully we'll actually have opening dates from those two fairly soon. Um, always good news to hear about parks reopening, which we had a lot of this week. Things are starting to slowly go back to normal. Yes, definitely starting to get back to the point where we can talk about riding roller coasters, like seriously riding roller coasters. So. Yep. Okay, so Jack, do you want to talk about Ride of the Week? Yeah, so this, so we finished up our GCIs last week, talking about Thunderhead with Justin. So this week, with the power of RCDB, we have decided to do B&M Hypercoasters. So mm -hmm. for the next month, we're going to be talking about one of these four rides. Our options are Mako at SeaWorld Orlando, Diamondback at Kings Island, Intimidator at Carowinds and Goliath at Six Flags over Georgia. We'll just, like always, we'll give our thoughts and opinions. And we've both ridden all four of these coasters, so you're going to get to hear each of our opinions on both of, or on all of this them. This worked so, out well. Do we have, I have the wheel ready. Do we have? We have the okay. wheel ready? Spinning one, wheel, two, three, wheel. We're going to get game show music for eventually. this eventually. Okay, well... There's a bunch of stuff I'm just kind of, like, waiting. Intimidator at Carowinds. So, we're starting with probably both of our least favorites. It's my least favorite. Definitely mine as well. So, I'll let you start about this. Fun fact, this is the first coaster we oh, ever yeah, rode together. Sure. So we'll just throw that out there. Okay, so, I'll start off. Um, Intimidator, I mean, it's a, it's a good ride. It, <laughs> All being in my first good rides. Um, I like the color scheme to start. I like the entrance plaza and the trains look cool. Um, it's got 
pretty solid floater airtime. This is like this is the airtime of all the BNM hypers that is less like really pulling hard and more like you're just kind of floating up, you know, a little more floaty. Um mm -hmm. has a pretty decent layout. It's just like pretty standard out and back and that's it. Um but it's my least favorite just because of the trims. You know, the trims do kill it some. Uh, and the airtime is definitely not as strong as any of the others I've ridden. I also don't like the staggered seating as much as I do the the four cross. But overall, it's a pretty pretty solid ride. I really enjoy it. It's very rewritable is one thing I'll say. I could probably ride that ride all day and not really get bored or worn out. Um, so I'd probably say it's like a seven to out of 10 or 8 out of 10 ride it's very good but is it as good as any of its other counterparts that I have ridden? No. Well, I, you, you put it very well. I'll say this. I definitely have more rides than you on it. Um, so I yeah. definitely have a better sample. And this is one of very very few coasters, especially by being at B&M Hypers for sure that I actually prefer in the front row. There's something about the airtime on this coaster that it's stronger going into the hill than it is coming out of it, which I definitely like. Of course, I mean, of course, you want the strongest airtime. So I definitely always preferred this coaster up towards row one or two as compared to being back in 15 or 16. So, but pretty much the same thing Chris said. It's my least favorite BM Hyper. Um, it's very, I mean, in saying least favorite BM Hyper, it's a BM Hyper. It's a solid ride. If everything about it's great. The trims can, are a little bit of a buzzkill. I've had rides where they don't hit. I've had rides where they hit super hard. So, I mean, it really is just kind of hit or miss for this coaster. Um, other than that, though, great color scheme. I love taking pictures of it. Um, yeah. That's pretty much my thoughts on the timber there. Chris put it, I mean, he summed it up so well. I don't know how much more I can say. Very similar thoughts. Yeah, I enjoy it. I I don't think it's impossible to not enjoy BNM Hyper if you like airtime. Um, so if you like airtime, you'll enjoy it, but I don't think you'll enjoy it as much as the other three that we will go over in the coming weeks. Well, it also does kind of suffer from the fact that maybe the world's best roller coaster is like, like right there. <laughs> oh yeah, even Literally then, if right you were to there. throw it in a different park, I still don't think it would be oh, as good fun. as the others. I agree with that, but it definitely gets overshadowed at Carowinds because it is a really good coaster. It just gets overshadowed because, you know, Fury is right there. Yes, I agree. Which we have talked about on this show. So now we're, we're, we're getting through Carowinds. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Well, we, what do we have left? Do we do Afterburn? We've, yeah, I think we've done Afterburn. We've done. Montu, Banshee, Alpengeist. And was it Raptor or Afterburn? No, yeah, we did Raptor. Or it was Talon. No, yeah, we did Talon. We'll have okay, to go back. There's a bunch it. of B&M inverts. We might have yeah, to yeah, we can go back. Again. But anyway, um, we're going off on a tangent here. I feel like okay. we're on that episode again. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, so, so next week, yeah, we'll talk about more B&M hypers. Uh, they're all really good, and they're only going to get better from here. So. Mm -hmm. um, so shall we move on? Oh. Yeah. Hello. So, this week, we've done a couple of ranking, like, top 10 stuff. We didn't really want to do another manufacturer this week, and I think it kind of fits since we're going into that time of year where 
we are actually going to start getting to go to the new parks and ride coasters. Um, we're going to talk about our top 10 bucket list coasters. Um, I know for me, when I made my list, I did not put them in number order. I know my, like what I would want to ride most, but the rest of them are. Yeah, just I did mine the same. I, I have my number one. Everything else is just like kind of random. Yeah, so I think we just start at the top, um, go back and forth. We can talk about them a little bit, and then just go from there. Okay. So I will let you start. Okay, so we're starting with number one. No, I think we I think we leave that okay. one for last because I think we both. Okay, so starting off at number ten, and it's not in a specific order except for number one. But number ten, yep. I went with Taiga at Linen Maki in Finland. Ooh, yeah, that's good the one. I was hoping we would like I was trying to think I'm hoping we'll forget ones and the other one remembered them. Um Yeah, that is a good ooh, that's a good choice. This coaster, that one looks really it's good. It's just so compact. And the color scheme and the yes. trains and I and love the all of that. And the everything cube. about that coaster. And it's on awesome. a hill and that first inversion looks amazing. Like it's an instrument blitz. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome from the reviews. It's like apparently just way better than you would think from just looking at it like if anybody else uses the website captain coaster which isn't like the the said you know uh holy bible of coaster rankings but from what has been said on there according to their ranking list which is like just taken as a big poll from everybody who reviews coasters on there taiga is the third best coaster in the world so and that's a tall order but yeah it looks yeah, that's... awesome i really want to ride it um yeah well it's definitely on my list okay so my again not in any order but this would be on my list for sure it's time traveler silver dollar city hey. yeah this is the only coaster in the united states on my list okay because i have gotten around so much at this point where there's very little left that i actually really care about riding in the states mm -hmm. um but yeah so from what everything you've ever told me about this coaster, plus the fact that it's just so unique and the theming and the trains, I mean, it just looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah, it is definitely, great. definitely, definitely want to get on this thing soon, like soon. Yeah. So it's amazing. You're, you're going to love it. Whenever I, you first I, tried it. Well, so that's my thoughts on that. What's your okay. number nine? So number nine for me is one of two coasters in the United States. And that is Superman the Ride at Six Flags New England. Oh, um, another good one. This coaster is just like, it's so unique to America. We don't have that many huge intimens of like top tier status. And when I say huge intimens, I mean like, you know, hyper or above. Like Europe has just a ton of crazy good intimates. I mean, you've got Expedition G-Force. I mean, even some smaller ones, Furious Baca, I-Speed. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I can and, go uh, on. But this thing, it reminds me a lot of Voyage in some ways, except as a steel coaster, because it's a bunch of camelbacks and then an awesome twister section. Uh, it just looks amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I really think it could be one of the, the best coasters in the United States. It just, it all is up to the U-Brick restraints. I already have a guess of what your other U.S. coaster is going to be, but I'll save it. I'll, we'll find You're out. You're probably right. right. I, Don't I, tell me. We'll come back. To, we'll get to it. But my well, next one is uh, DC Rivals at Movie World Australia, or yeah, no, Warner Bros. Australia. Sorry, 
Whatever. It's somewhere Warner in Brothers Australia. Movie it's, World. Yes, that place. It's in Australia. It's one of the big ones in Australia. It's uh, like I think the, the new Australian coaster. Yeah. Um, I think there's enough said about this coaster already. I mean, it's Expedition G-Force. It's the crazy, insane mock hyper coaster that you can go backwards on. Granted, mm-hmm. you have to pay for it, but still. Worth it. I mean, the airtime and the... Ter- I mean, this is always what I've looked at. This looks like if Fury 325 were smaller and more intense. And made by Mach. And made by Mach. And goes back and has a yeah. like backwards face. I, it just looks amazing. That drop, like 85 degrees spiraling drop. I have a feeling the airtime. Like that purple pink. Oh. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, definitely. I got to figure out. I don't know if I'm ready for that 23 hour flight or whatever it is, but. I'm ready yeah. for that coaster. Okay, go ahead and make your guess because my next, my my last US one. Is right now. Oh it no, Toro? it's not. I thought you were gonna get it. Okay. Oh. Yep. X two at number eight for me. Uh the coaster that made uh, Arrow go bankrupt, but is also probably the best Arrow. Um, this ride, you know, I mean, it it's so unique to the US. It just looks absolutely amazing. Uh, what? What do I say about it? Like, if the soundtrack's working, the soundtrack it's amazing. Awesome. The fire looks awesome. The layout looks awesome. The spinning looks awesome. It doesn't really look like it does anything wrong. It just depends on how smooth it's going to be to see how high it gets put in my rankings when I finally write it. So, spoiler alert for whenever we rank coasters, this is my number okay. two. It's like fantastic. You, you, now your number two is out there, pretty much. Yeah, my number. Uh, okay, y'all should be able to p- p- piece together my top three now because I've like. It's on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but no, X2, it's same with Time Traveler. It just blows your mind the first time you ride it. I still can't. It literally, it will have been a year, like a week from today, pretty much. I have still not like gotten over how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel about Time Traveler. So. Okay, what's your eight? My eight. This is one I know will come up on yours probably down the line. Wood coaster at whatever park in China. Knights Just Valley. The, the insane, yeah, Knights, that place. I, I forget park names, easy. Um, just the insane, crazy, monster-long GCI terrain coaster that looks like it could annihilate anything else with ease with trims, honestly. I mean, it just looks amazing. There's this coaster. Two station fly-throughs. This is what I wish Thunderhead was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely massive. It's just mega terrain GCI with great pacing, constant laterals, and uh, airtime hills thrown in the middle. You know, it just like it feels like GCI was just like, okay, how do we beat everything else we've ever done? This is the perfect setting because it's on a mountain. What are we going to do? And then they made Wood Coaster. Yep. Okay. My number seven. Is Schwerdeskarnen at Hansa Park in Germany? This ride, probably the best Gerstlauer. Uh, the surprise in the in the big tower. The drop looks awesome. The non-inverting sea serpent roll looks amazing. It looks like it's got great airtime. The slow roll at the end. It's got good pacing from the looks of it. Low to the ground turns intensity. Uh, it looks like Gerstlauer's masterpiece. I'm so excited to ride this coaster. It's definitely towards the top. Me too. Um, let's see. What's next on my list? 
Zadra Energy Landia. Start the start the ticker. Let's see how many of them are on here. Um, let's see. This coaster just looks like an insane RMC creation. It looks like what Goliath should have been, except they didn't have the room. Yeah. It's just a massive RMC, crazy good drop. You've got airtime, it stalls. I mean, it's all there. Plus, it looks like photogenic as all could be. So definitely, definitely ready to ride this coaster. I hope to get to Germany or Germany. Hope Poland. to get to Poland. Soon. I have. It has been a long day, folks. I am sorry for all my mistakes. Hope to get to Poland soon and ride this thing because, oh, it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Number six, speaking of RMCs, we've got Hakuge at Nagashima Spa Land in Japan. When the POV initially got released for this ride, I was like, eh, looks, looks all right. Doesn't look that great. But now hearing all the reviews, it's just hyped me up so much more. It's just crazy long, great color scheme. It's going to have your RMC airtime that you expect. It's got the RMC inversions. That drop looks like it could be the best drop on any RMC. And uh, after you ride that, you can go ride the world's longest coaster right after. So I'm really excited to eventually one day get to Japan. And this is one of the reasons why. This is one of those coasters that I was like, I think Chris will include it. So I'm not going to include it online. But okay, yeah. I definitely agree with you. This thing looks amazing. I was debating between putting this one. Then we get like diversity, but I agree with you. If they're like an 11 spot, this would probably be it for me. So, where I've lost count one, two, three, four. This is my number six, mm -hmm. I guess. It's gonna be Terran at Fantasia Land. I mean, what is rockwork perfection? Seeming perfection. Uh, I really don't think there's much that needs to be said to justify my decision for including this one. It's Terran. Klugheim looks amazing. The launches look amazing. The elements look amazing. It just looks like an all-around, like, fantastic coaster, no matter how you look at it. I just, there's not an issue with it. Yeah, it looks so. amazing. For sure. We'll get to that one in my list in a, in a minute. Uh, yeah, I figured it was coming up. <laughs> and this is one that you've already talked about, and that's Wood Coaster at Knights Valley in China. Yep. Uh, the only Chinese coaster on my list, Jack knows that this has been towards the top of mine for forever. I love terrain coasters. I love GCI. And then they took the two together and just made it super long. So, you know, pretty much GCI perfection. Hopefully it's smooth, uh, but it looks amazing. That's all I, I have to say, because we already talked about it. Yep. Well, let's see. What else do I have on this list? Oh, next one. We've also already talked about it. Karnan. Mm -hmm. The insane Gersauer hypercoaster that looks like it could, like, dominate anything. Just talk about... This coaster is the definition of what I consider a demented coaster. Like, it just... The whole thing looks messed up from the get-go. Yeah, that's just what Gerslauer does. They made Smiler, too. <laughs> I also made Mystery Mine, which is kind yeah. of got, if you know the story, like the full backstory of Mystery Mine, then you know why. Yeah. Okay. So, so 
Number four for me is another Japanese coaster, and that is Flying Dinosaur at Universal Studios Japan. Easily, easily, easily looks like the best flying coaster in the world. Just like pretzel loops and crazy twists everywhere. Plus, it's in a Universal Park, so it's got theming. Plus, it's got an awesome color scheme, and it's like got landscaping around it. That slow roll at the end looks awesome. That crazy element where it just like continuously twists until you get to the bottom, and then it goes in like a half pretzel loop. Just perfect. So that ride is easily towards the top of my list and already has me thinking that Universal Studios Japan will be the best Universal Park. Yeah, definitely. Another coaster that it's like, oh, I forgot about that one. But yeah, definitely a <clears throat> crazy looking coaster. Well, my next one, uh, this one's probably coming up on your list too, is Wildfire at Colmarden. Actually, no. Oh, really? I, I uh, that's like you said. That's one of the ones that I forgot about because there's there's just other RMCs that kind of have started to overshadow it for me. I mean, for my bucket list, this coaster just looks amazing. We've talked with David and Marcus about this coaster now, and I've had. I mean, this the setting, the air time. It just looks like the perfect non-launched RMC to me. Yeah. So, uh, really, I mean, the whole thing, I really want to get to Sweden and ride this coaster. Like, really want to get to Sweden and ride this coaster. Mm -hmm. So, my number three, you already talked about, and that's one of the RMCs that is starting to overshadow Wildfire. That's Zadra at Energylandia in mm. Poland. Uh, just absolutely amazing, the layout. It's just compact and twisty with great airtime. And this huge stall that is probably one of the best elements in the world. It's a hyper, so you're going to get airtime down that drop. It's got what looks like decent theming. And in my opinion, one of the best RMC color schemes with that like cherry red. That just yeah, looks that amazing. It almost like it, cherry red is the first color, but it's almost like a darkened cherry red, which is yeah. really cooler. So, mm -hmm. And the zero car is one of the best ever. Yeah, that, the whole thing looks amazing. Um, mm -hmm. My next one, this is one I'm pretty sure you probably forgot about. If you didn't, I'll be impressed. T-Express. Yeah, that is one. I mean, I I did forget about it when thinking of this list, but I don't know if it would have made it. Oh, anyway. I, don't, I, I know I have my grief against Del Toro, but this thing... Yeah, it, it's huge. It's huge. I don't, this coaster definitely, like we've talked about doing Japan trips before, and we've always said, okay, if we're going to go to a Japan trip, let's just fly down to South Korea after so we can ride this thing because it just looks mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, it, it does look amazing. Probably a top 10 ride in the world, if we're being real. Um, my number mm -hmm. two is another one that you've already talked about, and that is Terran at Fantasyland. Uh, this ride has just been skyrocketing up my bucket list lately just because I keep watching its POV and the theming is amazing. Me and Jack, we've talked about like the first time we walk into Klukheim. I'm probably going to cry. I've already said that just because it looks so gorgeous. You know, that second launch sounds and looks like it's going to be so powerful. It's got you know, those whippy Intamin transitions and then you've just thrown in like this absolutely beautiful landscape and city all around it. So. Yeah. Well, my number two, and this is actually my number two, 
is Asia Nika. Hold on. What? Okay. I thought this was going to be your number one. So we, we probably have, yeah, we have the same number one then. Okay. Mm-hmm. The number one and number two are about that close. I can flip them so yeah. easy. But for the sake of this, so we can just talk about our number one together, I did it like this. Mm-hmm. But like I said, these two go back and forth. But anyway, on to you, Janaika. Like I've already said, X2 is my second favorite roller coaster of all time. And so obviously, I really, 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 how many times can I say really without passing out? Want to ride the bigger, badder brother to this thing over in Japan that apparently is smoother and goes, it has more flips and everything. This whole thing just looks like X2 on steroids, but X2 is already on steroids, so I don't understand how it. This coaster just is like insanely high on my bucket list. If there was ever a coaster that's going to dethrone Lightning Rod, Ijanaika is probably that coaster. Yeah, I can see that definitely, considering how much you love X2. So, number one for both of us, it has been my number one forever. And that. And is... Chris has talked about it so much that it has slowly worked its way up my bucket list as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said on the show. Uh, that it was my number one because I was it when it was either when David or Marcus, I think it was David when David was David, on. yeah. Um, but that's Helix Elisaberg in Sweden, yes. Uh, this coaster, <laughs> yeah. Mock Rides is my favorite manufacturer, time traveler, obviously. Helix just looks like a non spinning, longer time traveler to me, uh, and You've yet to even ride like one of their like looping coasters. I mean, you've ridden Slinky Dog and you've ridden Time Traveler, but you haven't even ridden just one of their straight up normal rides yet. Oh yeah, well, I mean, Time Traveler is like the only thing is that it spins really. If yeah, if it wasn't spinning, it it'd be considered like the same type as Copperhead and Icon and all those. Yeah, but Copperhead, like Copperhead, is one of those coasters I did not expect it to end up in my top ten, and yet it is in my top ten. Yeah, so, but uh, and that was I one of the things that really solidified its helix being so high for me is like oh, when yeah, I rode yeah. Copperhead and it was just like swinging way above its league. I was like, oh, okay, maybe Helix is actually going to be really good. Yeah, um, I've said multiple times throughout this segment and its own that I love terrain coasters and Helix just looks like the perfect terrain coaster. It's on a hill, seven inversions. Great airtime, terrain interaction, uh, drop out of the station, amazing soundtrack, awesome looking trains, comfortable restraints, beautiful um, color scheme. Like it, it just seems to do everything right and overall looks pretty much perfect to me. So I'm really excited to ride this coaster and it will always be my number one until I ride it, hopefully next year. Yeah, this is definitely just one of those crazy coasters that. Just really is so high on the bucket list. You've just got to try it one day. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, that pretty much wraps up our bucket list coasters. Like we said, these are some of these are there's ones I forgot about. There's ones Chris forgot about. There's so many that could literally just miss out on being on this list. So mm-hmm. I think. I'm definitely looking forward to see. I'm actually really interested, and this is something we'll do eventually. How this list. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
most of my big rides are on this list, but what happens when you've ridden all these? And I don't know. That's an interesting discussion we'll have once we've yeah. ridden some of them. But until then, I think next week we're going to have a crazy big show. We're probably, unless some crazy news happens, next week is probably going to be a drop format week. Um, and we're going to spend most of the shows talking about Chris's visit to Busch Gardens Tampa and City World Orlando and my visit to Dollywood. Just going over everything that we saw, what like procedures were like at the park, and of course just talking about the parks because it's been three months since we were at yeah. them. So, Okay. I, but that is the plan for next week. We will let you know. Of course, if there is a big story, we will talk about it. And we'll kind of shuffle around what we're doing. But other than that, I am really looking forward to it. This time next week, we will have both ridden roller coasters again. It will be a good feeling. Yep. So thank you all for listening. As always, let us know what your bucket list coasters are in the comments. I mean, I love to read or in the comments. Mm-hmm. In on Twitter and on Instagram, I'm gonna start posting these on Instagram on my Instagram page, and maybe we should actually start a Twisted Travel. Yeah, we one. <laughs> I think we definitely should follow everything. Follow Twisted Travel. Yes, on follow, Twitter, follow all Jack of it. on all Twitter. Follow Jack on Instagram. But you can even follow me on Instagram if you want. It's Twisted Travelers Chris. I don't post anything. I made it just to follow okay, Jack, just... and now I have like <laughs> 70 followers. So you had 70. Four and when I checked yeah. earlier today, because I just I'm I was like, I wonder if he has posted anything yet. And I went and I clicked on it. Nope. Should I post stuff? I mean, maybe there are people that will actually block you on Instagram if you don't post anything. I've learned, like, I was intrigued to learn that. What? Uh, okay. I there is a couple of people that are like, we will, I will block you if you don't. Um, I I don't understand it. I don't either. I, oh, whatever, but. but we will we will have a twisted travelers Instagram here soon. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get on that as soon as we're done recording. But okay. other than that, we've rambled on here at the end a little bit. But other than that, thank you all for listening so much, and we will see you next week with trip reports. Okay. Awesome. Thank okay. you, Craig. Craig, your scholar and a gentleman. We will see you next week. We need to get Craig. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.